Welcome to Hadley Loves Friends, podcast where I watch friends with my friends, Nikki and Nico. Hello. Oh, g'day. It doesn't get any better, eh, the introduction part? Never. <laughs> so how do podcasts that run for a long time, do they just assume that like by this point we've watched a bunch of episodes now so you know the drill? I think they just run out of ways to say hello to each other. I think they just cut in mid-sentence, if not mid-word. Yeah. I think we should do that. The way that this episode... <laughs> began the one with the East German laundry detergent mm. and finished, nice little bookend, just of them in the cafe just laughing. Mm. Um, Maybe that we should give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this episode. The difference between men and women is... Oh, is again! It, yeah, yeah <laughs> I raise this. Is this a... I don't know. You know what? I'll find out. But is this a regular thing? Uh, this is my gut feeling. I mean, it has been so far. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... When they pitched the format of the show initially, that was part of their pitch, you know, that it was like a perspective on, you know, like the game of dating and like what it's like to be a guy and what it's like to be a girl and what it's like to date and try and make that work. And I feel like that was the pitch that they made. So it had to be part of the format. At some point, obviously, there's not like 10 seasons that start with the difference between men and women laughing on a couch and then ending. But I don't know when it stops and I hope it's soon. Well, this episode in particular, one, they adhere to that format, but two, when you're saying their pitch about like the rules of dating, Chandler had a line, and I paraphrase, it's something along the lines of Saturday night, Saturday night, date night, the night for dating, Saturday night. <laughs> Do you reckon the way he delivered it, which was full on, uh, a lot of physicalizations, um, was that written, or was that directed, or was that just full-on Perry offer? I feel it was a Perry offer. Yeah, I feel like it was... I don't know. I feel like the the point of that line is to kind of put yourself out there and be a bit of like, it's Saturday night, and then it's like, you don't have a date. Well, not a, don't Well, the punchline is building it up yeah, so much yeah. that... So you, what do you have to... Not a thing. Like so I feel like it sweeps written. the rug from underneath. Yeah. It's written mm. to be big, but I think the way it's big is all Matthew Perry. Right. <laughs> the joke didn't read for me because I thought when uh, David Schwimmer was like, so you got nothing on the end? And he's like, yeah, absolutely nothing. I still thought that he's had something on. He was just, they were just making a joke. Uh. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, and, and then it turned out he actually had nothing going on. Mm. I was like, oh, that's, that's a shame. Well, that's a lie. He did have something going on. <laughs> so this is the plot of this episode is it's, not only the one with the East German laundry detergent, but it's the one where Chandler has to break up with his girlfriend, and Phoebe has to break up with her boyfriend, and then Joey's ex-girlfriend is comes back, and he goes on a date with her, but actually she's going on a date with somebody else who brings Monica along. And Monica thinks that the ex-girlfriend's boyfriend is her brother. Mm. Yeah. Because that's always funny. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Back to the Future esque. Yeah, it is. Meanwhile, at the Londorama, <laughs> Ross and Rachel do the dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Have nice. you been thinking of that the entire time? I have not. I'm not that clever oh, <laughs> to construct jokes. I'm I fall into them. So you're clever enough to construct on the go. <laughs> I applaud you. Um, I like this episode. How. I feel like maybe it was the first of the sixth one in the season where instead of all being together and doing things, they kind of were off in little mm. pairings. So it was like they all had little antics to go and do. 
Um, but I quite liked that. Phoebe literally says, "It's not often uh, to uh, to Chandler. Chandler. It's not often that the two of us get to do these things." Mm. And I wondered if that was like a sly nod to just the way that the show has been at this point. Because like, well, normally we aren't here mm. together. I love it that six episodes and you think the writers are doing a sly nod <laughs> to like the historical truths of the show. Like, I'm going to go out there and say, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just a line. <laughs> I got a lot of faith in the writers. And every gosh darn episode leads to more questions about Phoebe and why she's so sad. Yeah, hit me with them. Um, They were, they were riffing and scatting over uh, the difference between men and women as we've uh, as we love a lot of like biological and a lot of them are all sorts of things i can't even remember the, dumb the whole ones. thing was like well you know guys can stand uh, pee standing up right yeah well girls can girls can whip their bra bras out, out their yeah, sleeves like matchy match and then also, fe- that one doesn't work because it's not a benefit and also like i can't speak for all men i've never worn a bra yeah so i'm like Man, the way I take my bra off is way slower than the way you take your bra off, hun. Yeah. Like, it's a non-point. <laughs> yeah, I think he was more saying, like, we just don't have cool tricks. Mm. There are... In- um, speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm speaking for- I, do a, I do a windmill like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, downtown. <laughs> we call it helicopter. Mm, downtown, nice. Yeah. That's a speed. It's a speed thing. <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Windmill, it's slow See, and dash. No, I'm generating power. <laughs> yeah. You're just flying away. You're paid by Meridian Energy, whereas <laughs> I'm sponsored by the Royal New Zealand Air Force. <laughs> and I'm disgusted. And you're busy whipping your bar at your sleeve. <laughs> and meanwhile, Phoebe says. Oh yeah, and guys can be really, really mean and and no have no compassion or don't have to feel anything about it or just yeah. Like, who hurt you, Phoebe? Yeah, who hurt you? And, and everyone just sits there and lets that that sit in the silence. Yeah, nobody says, "Hey, what's going on, Phoebe?" No, <laughs> at least they don't laugh. Yeah, that's true. The audience do. <laughs> oh, and the audience this episode were particularly. I think it was maybe just a couple of loud people, but outrageous with their, their, I don't know how big the audience is, but I feel like it must be relatively small because it, all it takes is one person to go for or shriek extra loud and you, they, they ping. You yeah. go, oh my gosh. It is one of my favorite things whenever you watch something that has an, an audience element to it. And there is that one person that either laughs longer than everyone else or their laugh is a different <laughs> tone or... It's really kind of noticeable just for a split second before it all dies down. Yeah. I really, really love when that happens. Can I just say, not only do I love when it happens, I wish that person was me. Like, oh, I'm sure it has been. It's a personal life goal yeah. <laughs> to be the shrieking laugher in a live studio audience. Yeah. Well, when we went to see a live taping of WWE, you were, you were trying to get on camera by yelling, <laughs> I want to say heckled insults at some of the wrestlers i don't know what because you're talking about i wasn't what was that man's name can't remember well we'll come back to that one because it was a good but basically i should have been on television with my amazing yellings i made it on television at a live taping of oh it wasn't live but a taping of uh the late late show with james yeah. Gordon. amazing um and i was sitting right at the back but I made sure that I was noticed by just doing a, a bizarre uh, two fist pump in the air instead of clapping. <laughs> uh, I would express my uh, my enthusiasm visually mm. for Alison Janney, Usain oh. Bolt, and Owen Wilson. <laughs> Alison Janney. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Wow. I love that you have that level of thought and consideration. Anyway, 
friends, can yeah. I, I mean, I just want to start by sharing something. And that is, I believe that of the entire 10 seasons, <laughs> the woman in the laundromat is the best character <laughs> of all of friends. Ah, oh, see, I thought you were going to go a different way, which I'll hit in a minute. <laughs> well, interesting. I, I One, that woman was, woman was great. Two... Her, she was um, in the credits. Mm. Her name was Horrible Woman. <laughs> well, and she was pretty horrible. I don't think that she was. <laughs> I think there's, you know, she wasn't particularly sympathetic, and obviously <laughs> we're going to deal with with we're going to side with Ross and Rachel. But Horrible Woman. <laughs> Let me say this though, and I love her. I've said I love her, but I think it's a relatively horrible thing to do. To look over someone's shoulder at the failure of their laundry and laugh pointedly and then just shuffle away. See, the, the, the reason why that is sad for me is that the, the reason she's laughing is because all her clothes match. Horrible woman is wearing matching green top and bottom. Yeah, it looks amazing. Like she put her whites in with a green funky hat that she wasn't wearing that day and it's all come out green so she's laughing at someone for having the same problem that she has 92 percent of the reason i love that woman and i'm not even being like side eye harsh i want to dress like her i want my makeup to just be as carefree but pronounced you bully people at a laundromat she knows who she is and she makes no apologies mm. and, what- and who she is it's a horrible woman. <laughs> <laughs> and people are going to start talking about it. At what point in your life do you go, you know what? I'm going to wear a fez. <laughs> yeah, I really, I love it though. I love her outfit. I love the lime green t-shirt. I love the pants. I love the cut of the pants. I actually think they're really flattering for like, you know. A horrible woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's my goals, man. I mean, not the horribleness, but just, you know. Um. Going back to what you said, I thought what you were going to say with the lead up of mm-hmm. in all 10 seasons, mm-hmm. um, one of the most repugnant storylines is Joey and Monica's scheme to break up I a mean, happy couple. What horrible people. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, Hadley, first impressions of like, you're really starting to see them at work now. Yeah. I mean, they're not always sunny characters, are they? Like... <laughs> It's not like they're, they're that level of scheming. And they're I, not addicted to crack. <laughs> yeah. Their grandparents probably weren't Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> but what... I don't know. I don't see that couple as being particularly happy. And <laughs> So they deserve it. I'm not saying it's justified. <laughs> but I'm saying that these people probably have done and probably will do a lot worse yeah. um, in their time. Mm. This I mean, didn't outrage me. What did outrage me the most? And mm. I feel like already with Horrible Woman and where I'm going to next, I'm jumping on uh, your segments, um, uh, Crime, Fashion, Police, or whatever. Uh, costume Watch. There we go. Um, I think that's what I called it. I can't remember. <laughs> it might be something different next episode. Who knows? During that date, mm. was Joey's... Shirt, the same material. <laughs> he was wearing a waistcoat. Yeah, it was a very high collared waistcoat. Yeah, a waistcoat with a collar. It was a waistcoat <laughs> with a collar, a button-up waistcoat. Because yeah. look at if, if you was... ever rewatch it, look at the bottom where it meets his pants. It's that classic waistcoat mm. double diamond. Mm. And there is a very slight hint of a undershirt. Yeah, like a black t-shirt under yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um. See my my costume watch. Well, maybe hit us with the hit us with the theme, Nikki. Go costume watch. Um, my costume watch of the episode. Yes. 
in the opening sequence, uh, Joey was wearing a blue t-shirt. It could quite possibly had the tightest neck and sleeves <laughs> oh, yeah. I've ever seen on a t-shirt whilst having a very, very loose everywhere else. <laughs> and it was tucked in. Yeah, custom made for him. It was like a rash shirt that was <laughs> the wrong fit. Do you want to know what that was? Mm. I call that fit the Keanu fit. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a point break fit. Yeah, it's a point break fit. It's a speed fit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you say it's a speed fit. As in the movie Speed starring Keanu Reeves gotcha. and Sandra Bullock. And also Dennis Hopper. But also the fit of it probably helps him be speedy. Yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing fast about putting it on or more so taking <laughs> it off. If it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to cling around your neck. Speed 2, you're going to wear that on a <laughs> yeah. speedboat, eh? Yeah. Cruise control, not so much. Willem Dafoe is getting away. Yeah. But yeah, that's a Keanu top of ever I saw one. And Keanu wasn't in Speed 2. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, amateur. <laughs> Sandy, though. Sandy's in it. Um, but yes, Joey's jacket and waistcoat combo, no. Bad. Joey's, Joey had the worst costume episode of the bunch. I'm going to blame the costumers full stop for this one. Mm. In the laundromat scene, they made an extra have almost the exact same shirt as Rachel. Very distracting. <laughs> um, she was a woman who was standing in the uh, in the back corner of the laundromat, yeah. uh, just doing her laundry. And I think she was doing it and redoing it. She was there like when they turned up, and then she was unpacking her laundry while they were waiting for theirs. She, was, she, mm. she left eventually, but it was distracting that she had the same shirt um, mm. as Rachel. And I was thinking, come on. On. It definitely mm. would have come off like, you know, they would have had a whole rack of potential costumes yeah. for Rachel. They yeah. just put an extra in there. Yeah. How much players do we need on one scene? And no, so... Two for one deal. <laughs> I have a couple of... Um, there are a couple of other main plot points that I really want to talk about. Okay. Do it. But there are just a few things that really, really grated me upon watching this episode that, for me, are just beyond the pale in terms of what we're supposed to believe about these people. One is that... Not like I I can understand someone never having done laundry before. I think it's odd, but I can go along with that. Fine. Mm. But having never done laundry to the point where you're that confused about the process and that hung up about the outcome, mm. that's troubling to me. Um second of all. Okay. <laughs> no, no. No, no, I was going to say in Rachel's event, she's like 23. Yeah. I'm 30 and you still tell me off because <laughs> I leave wrong wrong things in the wash and dryer situation. I tell you off, though, because you've done it a bajillion times. I know. So, like, <laughs> it's a ridiculous plot point, but also real-life problem, too. But also, laundry's confusing, guys. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> Ross empathizes with her by saying, I know, the first time I had to make dinner for myself after Carol left me, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Ross, you've never made dinner for yourself because your wife made dinner for you every night because you're such a freak. Like, what? <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. That didn't ping, and it probably reflects more on me. Um, <laughs> I pe- oh, it pinged me. It pinged me, it pinged <laughs> it pinged me hard. You. But, like, even, look, we'll admit it. Nicole started to get into the old cooking a little bit. Yeah. But that is a very recent event. But it's not that you can't cook for yourself should you need to. It's not like the concern is that I go away and you're like, I can't cook for myself. It's that the quality of what you cook is appalling. I'll just find a sauce and add it it to something. Yeah, exactly. And just be happy that I didn't burn the house down. Do you build your meals sauce up? (laughs) You've got to. (laughs) This is no less unpacked. So 
<laughs> most people will go like build at meet up. Yeah. You're building source down. Like yeah. you start with a source and go, what is this situation? It's like a it's like a butter side up, butter side down type deal. Also, you think you're doing a gag? That is exactly how he makes meals. He finds the sauce and works backwards. Yeah. I like the flavour of the sauce. What's going to go with that that I, I feel like eating that we've got in the house? He also... Oh, God love you. Tabasco <laughs> is a huge feature of... Like, you mix it with everything. Yeah, and Hadley's, Hadley's nodding, because Tabasco yeah. is one of the gods of sauce. It doesn't go with everything. Sauce. It doesn't go with everything. And also, it's, it's not like you can bit. slather it... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Tabasco eggs is one of my specialties. Oh, hello. Yeah, but then you... This is getting off track. But you put the (laughs) eggs in the pan, and then you do, like, Tabasco dots on the eggs as, like, the whites hardening. But then also do a bit of a Tabasco sprinkle on the actual pan to steam it up and then put a lid on. So it's like smoking the eggs in Tabasco steam. Stand clear, though, when you take the lid off, because that Tabasco steam will burn your face right off if you get too close. Heston Blumenthal over (laughs) here. I was going to say, that sounds like the lamest way that a, a Batman supervillain um, got made. <laughs> Tabasco <laughs> Yeah. Hot face. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he's like, I'll see you later. I'm cooking eggs. And that's like the bit before you shoot well, someone. Like, <laughs> right. I'm oldie timey Nico in the 50s pitching to Bob Kane. He's like, yeah, guy's like, he's lost his face from a Tabasco incident. And then someone else is like, what if it was acid in the courtroom? He's like, I like that one better. And now I'm just for a bitter at Harvey Dent for being the person that I could never be. With you'd my never Tabasco. vote for Harvey Dent. I would not. No, you're voting for the Tabasco man. For mere eyeliner. <laughs> what? The, the mayor. Oh, yeah. He's got eyeliner all the time. Oh, okay. But yeah. joke's on him, he gets blown up. Spoilers. Oh, that mayor. Yeah. Christopher Nolan mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am um, swapping my Batman mediums. Yeah. Um... To bring us back to friends. Please. Um, I want to hear Hadley's thoughts. Hadley? Hadley, what's your friend's thoughts? Uh, specifically on the uh, on the issue of Ross having never cooked for himself, or what I cook for when I'm cooking by myself. <laughs> uh, no, more specifically on the issue of I've just talked all over everybody to be like, friends, but you've never seen it before, Hadley. <laughs> um, you know what? <sighs> this episode, I'm, I wasn't brimming with observations, and that... The things that have outraged me or, or shocked me um, in previous episodes, I'm now taking for granted and go, oh, that's just what that is. I will yeah. say, I think this was Chandler's funniest episode so far. Yeah. Right. And he's less of a jerky boy now, and he's actually becoming funny like I thought he was. <laughs> he's, he's, not, boy. he's not making prank calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, before he was quite mean yeah. and sassy and snappy. Mm-hmm. Whereas now... <laughs> He's a little bit sassy, quite snippy, but not mean. Yeah. I, in my head, I was just like, Chandler on that many espressos is comedy gold. Physical comedy gold? Yeah. yeah. I thought that Chandler was going to win um, my uh, Dr. Cox, my J.D. Prattfall award. Oh, yeah. um, yes, for the jump. For for the jump over the uh, over the couch. Yeah, mm-hmm. the flailing jump. The flailing jump. There's a lot going on. But Ross actually wins the award for... And I don't feel... I feel like maybe it's just the romantic in me. Let me explain this whole situation. Back up. So Ross and Rachel, they did a kiss this episode. It's mm-hmm. the first one we've seen. Instantly, Ross smacks his head on the laundry uh, door. Mm-hmm. Um, boom. That wins him the award for best, the best physical comedy of the episode. Yeah. And then later on... I don't know. I just figured, like, maybe I want them to unpack that kiss more. But mm-hmm. then maybe that's just me going, like, 
oh man, my wife, you kiss, and that's that's when you're in love forever, and that's when you get married. And my life isn't like that. There's another ten seasons of Will They Won't They. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe. I don't, I don't want to confirm anything I have you. to say that's one of the things I actually like upon re-watching quite like about this episode the ambiguity of that kiss is the way that life plays out yeah do you know what I mean I definitely do know what you mean because the whole thing of it's not like either of them confirmed a date they certainly had looks at each other but at the same time they were just talking about laundry a lot of the time and then she initiates this kiss but it's a kind of in a moment of congratulations or thanks it's confusing yeah and in typical sitcom fashion, nobody's going to say, what was that? Like, it's a human right. You it's know? almost untypical sitcom fashion, mm, though, mm, where like, right. this is more, has more subtleties and nuances and ambiguities than most sitcoms would have. Mm. They would have made like, a clear deal and then it'd be um, an episode. And who knows? The next episode could be, they could unpack that. I don't know. Mm. But I felt like there'd be like a big, like, Joey. Ross Chandler conversation about the kiss, the kiss. What, what, what kind of kiss was it? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like they get weird about like, oh, did she use tongues? Or the, what was going on? Mm. Who talked first afterwards? I feel like that's a big thing in kissing. Yeah, yeah. Um, who talks first afterwards? And that, there's that, no that time. Just, this is a heavy observation. About, and there's like, no time when you smack your head in the laundry. No. Exactly. No. You know. Hey, um, hey, headers. Yeah, man. Can I ask your opinion of a uh, a minor character in this? Yeah. Um, Chandler's soon-to-be ex-girlfriend, Janice. Mm. Thoughts on her? The most striking observation I had uh, was a continuity error, where (laughs) after Phoebe breaks up for Chandler, she just leaves. She turned up with a lot of shopping. Yep. (laughs) I've never noticed that before until re-watching it now, and (laughs) I was like... You just left all your shit there. Yeah. What are you doing? I've always Phoebe is that good at breaking up with people. <laughs> yeah. I can buy this again. <laughs> um, so long, Chandler. <laughs> and shopping. Yeah. Um, I just don't have particularly strong thoughts. I think she was sort of set up. She was like a, and I'm using my inverted fingers here, um, <laughs> annoying laugh. So we're meant to go like, oh, she's the worst. Thank goodness Chandler's ragging up with her because I hate her. But... I don't know. She's fine. I probably wouldn't go out with her myself, but I don't, don't know. Wear socks. I don't wear Bullwinkle socks. No. But then again, there's not been one single character that's popped up that I thought, you know what? I do like the cutty or jib. Um, I'm into Janice in that, like, in this episode, I exactly, she's set up to be all of those things, but actually all she is is considerate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> excited to see him. And wanting a bit more of an explanation around why he doesn't really want to be with her. Which, I mean, like, you can't labour that too much. People want and don't want what they do and don't want. Mm. And also, poor her, because when Chandler says, I think we should break up Janice, and she gets, like, the waving her eyes, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And then it cuts away. Chandler's had five espressos. (laughs) And I know because I counted the empty cups on the table. When it cuts back and he's banging the table, there's... I think double the cups. Like yeah. it's a like he was knocking them back quite quickly, but it's a long time to be kind of leaving someone on on the hook there if you're not telling them more information of why you want to break up. Mm. Yeah, sorry for Janice. Yeah, she and, just she just had a bad day and wanted yeah. someone to talk to, yeah. and that someone was Phoebe. Well, the next one, yeah, is called the one with the butt. Mm. What do we think? Um, before we get to the one with the butt, because it reminds me. Is about the recurring gag about the um, the uh, gross neighbor man. Yeah. Um, 
That's what they call them. <laughs> I know that it's not. <laughs> gross neighbor man. Guys, guys, gross neighbor man's back. <laughs> Blah. What is he naked? Ugly naked guy. Ugly naked yeah. guy. What was he up to this episode, Hatters? <laughs> he was laying tiles. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, I think that's so funny. Um, <laughs> just, it's, it's such an easy joke. Mm. It's almost like a Pee Wee Herman kind of, in all the madness of, of Pee Wee's Playhouse um, and he was like, oh, what's going on over here? And it's like, it's like this one little bit that goes, ha And he checks on the, the thing, and then like another million other things happen that episode, and that thing's never referenced again. Mm. This is what this is like, where they go into into the apartments, and oh, and here's this a thing, and then let's never refer to that. Um, that's great. Yeah. I feel like it was one person's job just to write a list. Yeah. Like, over the weekend, come back on Monday with a list of uh, everything that the uh, ugly, naked yeah. neighbour... Guy, I uh, got up to. <laughs> I believe you called him repulsive neighbor man. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, um, yeah, just write a list of things that you maybe don't want to do when you when you're in the nude, or things that you don't want to see someone else do while they're yeah. in the nude. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty much anything. So, I'm... what else do you think he might do in the nude? Because so far we've had thigh master, thigh master, yeah. and, and kitchen tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon um, his uh, cat gets sick and he has to shave his cat. Um, <laughs> No, I don't see that naked. Um, I reckon he's hanging a clock just above the window. Nice. Um, um, he could be doing the aforementioned windmill or helicopter moves. That's a good one, too, because you could be like, is it a grandfather clock? Oh, no, that's just ugly naked guy. Like. Great gag. Yeah. You got the setup, you got the payoff. Yeah. You got the recurring. And like the, the yeah. pendulum TikTok. Mm. It was like Penis. an Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> joke. Hickory dickory duck. <laughs> Hickory duckery dick. <laughs> Um, that noise was me putting my head in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the butt. One with the butt. Oh, okay, let me again. I'm dancing about the issue here, but make an observation. The one with the sonogram at the ends. That was like a big feature. Mm-hmm. The one with George Stephanopoulos. Not so much. <laughs> the one with the East German laundry detergent, which was just a gag in itself. Like, oh, I'm going to get more masculine laundry detergent. Yeah, because that was. I was like, yeah, because oh, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm questioning. Like, is the one with the butt? How big is the butt? Well, what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal with the butt? Like, it could be just like, oh, there was. It's a scene about trains, and there was just someone with their butt out the window, and that's it. Like. <laughs> Maybe it's just totally cursory. Mm. I don't think that's what it is, um, by the way. Um, Not I think, your official prediction. It's my, my official prediction, no. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Joey wakes up early one morning and he sits down because he wants to watch some Saturday morning cartoons. Um, it's a tradition of his. Um, he has a special cereal that he has that he eats when he watches his cartoons. Mm. And he's pouring out his cereal and then a butt falls out. And he's like, what? Are you just basing this on the one with the thumb? Oh yeah, like another body familiar. part that pops out a food product. No, but I feel like it could be like a prize. You know, when you eat like in cereal boxes, you get to the bottom of the yeah. cereal, and there's like a toy or something. Could be like a butt. It's just a butt. It's a human butt. Some, some companies have <laughs> a human butt. It's a human. How big is your laundry? Is it, uh, is it made by the same people that make Uberweiss? <laughs> <laughs> Uberweiss laundry detergent. Yeah, no. Now that you've mentioned the one with the thumb, now I'm thinking like, of course, that's where right I got that idea. Can from. you imagine within the first seven episodes of a new show, <laughs> two of those episodes have like human body parts appearing out of food yeah. products? Like we're already thin on the ground for ideas. Ryan Staff is like, get Dave off of the ugly naked guy jokes and get him onto storylines. 
The one with George Stephanopoulos. Chandler sits down, and he's got a big bag of crisps that he's really looking forward to eating them. But he thought, I'll take them, I don't want to eat them straight out of the bag, I'll put them into a bowl because he's a civilised person. He tips the crisps into a bowl, George Sniffleopolis falls down. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole thing, not a thumb, not a butt, the entire person. Yeah. The whole thing! Imagine being like, hey now this is my thing, George Sniffleopolis. This yeah. <laughs> is my brother, I mean thing. This thing's an office. <laughs> My my last stray observation, unless uh, y'all have anything uh, you want. Joey's hair. Either brush it oh, out of your yeah. face or get a cut. Yeah. The son, you're just annoying me. It must be annoying for you. If you're, you've probably gotten used to it, but... I love you, Hadley, but you're wrong! <laughs> no, I, I love his hair. I'm, I'm like, on, oh, I'm I on wanna... team get the fringe out of the way. No, I'm on team I want to get that fringe out of the way with a gentle <laughs> suit of my hand, despite the fact that he's a misogynist and extremely problematic character. Yeah. But his hair is totally on point for the early 90s. It's not, like, the, it's not the worst hair of the group. Yeah, you want to see the worst hair? Check out Brad's and Home Improvement <laughs> seasons 4 through 220. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like... Who's the youngest one? I feel sorry. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> Mark had a rat's tail, though. Yeah, he did. The outlier brothers. But yeah, I think, like... <laughs> also, have we done Home Improvement chat on a previous episode? Yeah, I feel we like... <laughs> Brad's got dumb hair. Mark's got a rat tail. Yeah, and Randy's name's just Randy. Got all the genes of the Allen family. <laughs> I love it how also, literally, like, Taylor, three minutes Taylor ago, I was like, Allen. imagine if seven episodes into a show, you're just covering the same ground. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah. you on episode 14 yeah ding 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 